Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited to be chatting today about something which has been so highly requested and I just haven't really felt pulled to do an episode on this up until recently and I was like, why not? Um, And that is business stuff. So I actually put a question box on my story the other day and asked what everyone wanted to know about business. Um, and the stuff that came through, I mean, there was some really, really specific questions and there was also some that were like, well, a lot actually that were incredibly broad. Like people would put a word in just like sales, investing, marketing, starting your business advice, uh, and things like that. And it's just so borderline impossible to even know where to start with stuff like that because within, you know, marketing, there are so many different facets and things like that of marketing. Starting your own business advice is, again, like it just so depends. What is the business? You know, how much research? Like it's just so, so, so much. So basically what I've decided is that I'm going to do a little bit of a series or I guess a multi-part segment. And I don't know whether that's going to be two episodes or three episodes. I'm really not sure. I'm just going to go with the flow and see what happens. Obviously, this is episode one of that series. And I am going to be going more into the energy and mindset side of things. So obviously, a lot came up and I really tried to kind of break down and categorize stuff as best I could without it just seeming like all just all over the shop. So yeah, a lot came up that was more to do with like the energy and the mindset and all of that within business. And then there was also a lot more questions about like, you know, the strategy and the logic and all that kind of stuff. So I've really tried to segment the two into energy versus strategy. And today, as I said, it's going to be much more about like the mindset and the energy side of things. So I guess firstly, and probably one that I'm going to delve quite deeply into is uh, balancing the masculine and feminine energies within business. Um, I'm also going to be touching a little bit on money mindset as well, um, doing the inner work and really removing any limiting blocks that you have that are stopping you stepping forward in business. Um, and then just also just touching on, I guess, some other little elements like um, investing and knowing your core values and just a lot of different moving parts with that. So if you guys have any questions um, from this episode, as I said, I am hoping to make it a bit of a series. So if there's more that you want to know or you want me to elaborate on anything in particular, you can absolutely just uh, message me um, by Instagram or send me an email or something like that. Um, If you don't want me to miss it, I do recommend you messaging the podcast Instagram because I'm probably more likely to see it. Sometimes I am a little bit all over the shop with my DMs on my other Instagram. But without further ado, let's crack into it. As I said, probably honestly, one of the most popular things that came up was people really wanting to understand how to balance their masculine versus uh, feminine energies within business. But also it actually came up just within like your career and stuff like that. So even for people who aren't running their own business and are actually an employee, um, were wanting advice on how to balance the two. So I thought I would go a little bit into, I guess, describing them. And I do have a whole podcast episode 
specifically on masculine versus feminine energies. If it is something that interests you and you want to have a little bit more of a deeper understanding about the two. But firstly is understanding that masculine and feminine feminine energies are nothing to do with gender and they are more to do with the I guess the deep embedded energy or core center or essence of our being and regardless of gender we all have both energies and it is a balancing act and you will slip in and out or become more dominant in one than the other and that still doesn't mean if you're more dominant in the feminine that you're always like that it's like day to day whichever one is more dominant for you can change so The idea is that we really want to balance both of these energies because when the energies aren't balanced, that's when we can see issues. Now, when I say balance, I don't want you to look at it as a scale where both parts need to be 50-50. Sometimes balance is the feminine needing to be, you know, 70% and the masculine needing to be 30% or vice versa. But the biggest thing around balance is that a better choice of word is probably integration. So there needs to be deep integration of both energies and they both need to feel, I guess, seen, validated, and you need to feel safe to express both moving parts. So going into, I guess, some words which really resonate with the masculine The masculine is very much to do with the driving force and the action side of things. When it comes to business, that would be like things like drive or motivation. It's the structure, it's the logic, it's confidence, it's focus, it's momentum. Versus the feminine is more about the receptive, the creative, the collaborative, the intuitive, the adaptive and the ease and flow within business. I've heard this analogy before. I can't remember where from, so I can't even credit the person. I don't remember where I heard it, but I think it's a really beautiful analogy is if you imagine that there is a glass filled with water, the masculine, Monica Yates, there we go, just came to me. The masculine would be the glass itself and the feminine would be the water. The water within the glass is flowy and fluid and flexible and so freaking necessary. Um, But without the glass, that water would just be, it would be all, all over the place. Like there would be, there's no container to provide the support and the structure for the feminine to be fluid and expressive. I'm going to further elaborate on that um, through telling you or giving you some examples of how um, someone with a, a dominant masculine energy who hasn't integrated the feminine might show up and then someone who is really integrated in their feminine but doesn't feel safe expressing the masculine might show up. And this might give you a little bit of a deeper understanding. So as I said, the feminine's the creative, the collaborative flow, all of that, whereas the masculine is the drive, the structure, the decision and um, problem solving, all that kind of stuff. So Someone who is very, very in their masculine energy, but without the feminine to balance them out, they might show up as competitive, controlling, dominating, critical. They might lack innovation. And I think the key risk, for lack of a better word, when you are so in your masculine with no feminine, the main thing I think that you're at risk of is burnout. So that's when you like really just, I mean, it speaks for itself. Everyone knows what burnout is. On the contrary to that, the feminine without the masculine lacks motivation. 
She's uninspired. She's somewhat needy. She doesn't feel safe to create or even try new things. She probably really puts other people's decisions or ideas before her own. You know, she'd be someone who, when someone puts forward an idea and then she puts forward her idea and someone doesn't like it, she'll be like, oh yeah, that was stupid, you know, rather than just being like, they just didn't like it and not taking it personally. And I would say the risk here, a feminine without an integration of masculine, the risk is stagnation staying stuck, not moving forward and just doing absolutely nothing because there is no structure structure, or that masculine to be that driving force and that protective container to actually make shit happen. It's like she's too dreamy and she's all in her, I guess, head. Um, whereas like the masculine without the feminine just really has no innovation and no creativity and they would be at risk of just doing the same thing over and over falling into old patterns and so they actually risk potentially just staying on a hamster wheel and never growing because they have no originality or creativity or new ideas to help them continue to evolve and grow over time. Bringing that into, I guess, a business thing is the main thing is just being really aware of the two different energies and where you're sitting and where you land. And if you have a good understanding around what wounded masculine, or I guess another way to say that is masculine without an integrated feminine, then if you know what the, I guess, the signs I'm doing in air quotation marks, as I said, which are more um, the emotional or physical signs, the opposite of that, if you know what a wounded feminine, which is the feminine without integrated masculine shows up as and what those air quotation marks signs are, then you've kind of got these red flags to know when you're leaning um, too far into one and when you need to deeply integrate the other and bring back a level of balance. And as I said, balance doesn't have to be 50-50. There just has to be a really beautiful flow of integration. Within your business, I think it's really important to make sure that you check in on yourself and that you do have the two. So some ways in which you can do this is one for the feminine would really, really be making sure you have time and space within your week to nurture yourself and relax. Only when you slow down and take time to relax, do you actually allow yourself the space to have downloads or allow your intuition to be actually heard and felt. Because if you're always on the go, if you're always in the hustle, if you're always doing, 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 how the hell are you going to receive messages or have time and spaciousness to create um, and be innovative? You can't actually receive or feel those messages because you're so in your head and you're so far disconnected from your body. So this is why like meditation and things like that are so powerful because they're giving us space to actually stop, slow down, and feel into our body and when you're so in your body that's when you begin getting these really intuitive messages or downloads and you can really tap into your own inner compass and when you kind of get the ability to tap into your intuition it means that you have a guide within you that can really feel into and trust what is the best next steps for you. If you don't have the ability to do that or know what's best, that's when we can start getting in uh, indecisive and like frustrated and things like that. Other things and ways to really t- make sure that you're tapping into the feminine within your business is to allow yourself to be vulnerable and to receive. 
The feminine is not the giver or the provider or the protector. The feminine is the receptive, the receiver, the flow. The feminine is the part of you that is so fucking magnetic and attracting that people have no idea why they're drawn to you. They can't explain it. They can't see it. They just know deeply within their core that they want to fucking work with you because you are so magnetic. That is the feminine. However, to balance that out, we then have ways to tap into the masculine, which is the action taker. So things within the masculine, I would actually say in both parts is really um, setting boundaries. I think the, the feminine is more knowing your boundaries and your limitations and the masculine is setting and maintaining those boundaries. The masculine, other ways to, to stay in your masculine is to which also aligns with boundaries is saying no, like don't be afraid to say no to things that don't serve you because being true in the feminine without the masculine, again, wounded feminine, that's when you fall into patterns and being risking of like people pleasing and stuff like that. And it means that you're leaking energy and energy is so fucking precious. And if you are leaking energy, doing things that don't serve you or don't align with you, then it's taking away energy for you to do the things that really do serve you. So I'm going to use an example for me. Now I'm going to start this off by saying this is absolutely no shade at anyone who runs an MLM or anyone who does like Arbonne or Herbalife or anything like that. You do you. I'm all for people doing whatever makes them feel good, but it doesn't align with me personally. And when I first, um, started out in business. And as I started growing, I just started getting so many DMs. Like I can't even explain to you how many DMs I got people reaching out that, you know, were trying to get me involved in, um, you know, these network marketing things and stuff like that. Again, like you do you, but it just felt really unaligned to have people like just coming in my space without invitation to do that. But my people pleasing, Um, And if I fell too into the feminine, I wouldn't be able to set a boundary and I would feel so guilty about not replying. Like the thought of someone seeing their message that, and it said read or seen or whatever, and I hadn't replied. I had so much guilt around that, that I would reply to every single message. And I would be like, thank you so much. Like even with, um, like Arbonne, for example, I used to use the products. I don't anymore, but I, years ago, I actually used to use the products. And so it wasn't anything against the company itself. It was just the energetic transaction didn't feel good enough. So I would message people and be like, Hey, you know, I already used to use the products. I'm really not interested in getting involved. Like, thank you so much for thinking of me. Like, and I would literally take time out of my day to reply to every single one of these DMS. Now, That might not seem like a big deal, but if you're getting a couple a day or even one a day, and then that's seven over the course of the week, and then over the course of the month, and then the year, like that is a lot of time. And mind you, that's just one example, but there were so many other DMs, for example, that I might've get gotten that I really didn't need to respond to, you know, companies wanting to send me their products or work with me and stuff like that, that just weren't in alignment. And I felt like I had to, you know, message all of them and explain why I didn't want to get involved. And so all of a sudden I was just having so much of my time throughout my week 
spent going to, you know, explaining myself to people when I really didn't need to. So this is about the masculine is really about saying no and ensuring that you do stand in your power and you aren't leaking your energy. Because as I said, energy is so important. Um, The other thing with the masculine is also taking responsibility, taking initiative. And then the biggest one is demanding your worth. Hopefully that was helpful and um, I'm going to actually lead into my next point because I think the demanding your worth one ties in really nicely with the next topic, which is money mindset, which is so fucking essential. Like if you don't do money mindset work running your own business, you are going to come up with so many blocks and you ain't moving anywhere. Like these, I can't even explain to you how much you have to be prepared to do the energetic money work um, so that you can get in a good mindset and release any of the old narratives that are no longer serving you. Now, this topic alone, I could do a three-part segment on, like specifically money mindset in business. So bear with me why I try to wrap up, I guess, some of the essential points as quickly as possible. But as I said, part of the masculine is demanding your worth. And I think Money mindset is really knowing your worth and knowing what you value, uh, what you value yourself as. Now, this is really, really, really hard because it's so easy to compare yourself to what other people are doing and thinking you're charging too much or, um, you know, you're not charging enough. And the thing is, if you're seeing people charge way more than you and then you're like, well, I'm not charging enough just based on someone else charging more than you, but you actually don't feel uh, super clear within your body of actually being worthy of that amount. And you're only, you know, you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to jack my prices up to that because everyone else is charging that. You're going to have so many blocks because you actually at your core don't really believe you're worthy of that. You just think it's an industry standard and people are not going to invest in you because you don't believe in investing in you for that amount. On the flip side to that, you know, sometimes people are charging less than you and you can get really caught up in, you know, this person's only charging this much. It doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't matter what anyone's charging, whether they are charging way less than you, way more than you. It's about the energetic transaction of someone paying to be in your energy and what you think your energy and your container has the ability to do in terms of they're not just paying for what you give them they're paying for the transformation I hope that makes sense so hmm, what's a way to put it someone could buy a ebook for $20 with a training program in it and they buy that or they could hire a coach to write them a training program and they love this person, like, you know, look up to them and they say to this person, can you please write me a training program? Like, I just want a one-off program, that's it. And the the person says, yeah, cool, I can do that single program. It'll be $500. Um, That's like a huge exaggeration. I'm not sure anyone who who would charge $500 for a one-off training program, but bear with me. And they're like, yep, cool, done. The program they wrote is exactly the same as the $20 program that they just found online. So you search Google, you're like, you know, lower body workout, you see a program or you ask a coach, can you create me a program? Yep, that's $500. And you're so magnetized towards this person. You pay the $500. Both programs were exactly the same, but the energetic transaction is entirely 
entirely fucking different. So when you are paying someone or when someone is paying for you, they're not necessarily paying for you because you're better at calculating macros or you are, you know, better at prescribing exercise or you have a few more mindset tools or your Instagram looks pretty or you sell a lot of product like makeup, for example, someone's not necessarily because you apply eyelashes a little bit better. No, people are coming to you because they're attracted to your energy and they value the transformation they believe you can provide. And this is why there are some coaches out there. I mean, there's a coach I've been looking at her program recently and it's $3,000 USD which I'm really bad at conversion. What is that like 4,000 over $4,000 maybe in Australian dollars um, for seven weeks, like literally seven weeks. And at first I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't know if I can, I can invest like over $4,000 for a seven week group program, mind you, where you get one, one one-on-one call. And she had on a sales page, she was like, remember you're paying to be in my energy and you're paying for the transformation. And I was like, yes, like that's, that's what I preach. And I really admired and respected that she put that on there because I think it doesn't matter if you could do, for example, if you could work with a coach for six months and it was, let's say it was $600 for six months. And by the end you didn't really transform. Or if you could pay a coach $6,000 and you only got to work with them for one week, But that one week that you worked with that coach for $6,000, like fully propelled you and was a huge catalyst of growth. And uh, you got rid of all of your underlying limiting beliefs and you were like 10,000 motherfucking steps ahead. Wouldn't you pay that $6,000 to get there six months faster and better? So it's really about understanding when it comes to money mindset, knowing your worth, knowing what you think the energetic transaction is good at and it's about navigating what you feel comfortable selling because if you don't believe in your prices and you're just cranking them up because someone else did no don't do that stay low until you build the evidence or the confidence and the assurance of being worth that level but then also on the contrary don't don't discount yourself don't do sales don't give prices don't you know, really stand your ground and your values and knowing what you're worth and I promise you this will be so powerful for you within your business If you don't run a business and you're listening to this episode, same goes for knowing your worth and not being afraid to ask for a pay rise. Um, I can't remember the percentage, but there's, there's a way higher percentage of men who ask for pay rises over women. And then further than that, men, when they ask for a pay rise versus women, when they ask for a pay rise, the percentage of how much more money a man asks for is also higher. So men are more likely to ask for a pay rise than women are. And if a woman does ask for a pay rise, she will not ask for as much as a male um, colleague would, which is just wild to me, just shows how much we really, really don't value ourselves um, sometimes as women. Again, even this can relate to men as well. This is just generally speaking against uh, statistics. So I think really making sure that you're not charging without guilt is a huge one as well. Um, I've been there and I've felt guilty. um, And this was really to do with my money stories as though money was taking. And what I had to remind myself of, and I think anyone who runs a business has to remind themselves of, is that when you charge someone for your program, you are not just taking their money and that's the end of that. 
They are getting something in exchange for that amount of money they are paying you. It's not just like you're, you know, saying to random people, here, can I take your money? And you're collecting all this money for no reason. And you're this pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and you're not providing anything. You are giving something in exchange for that money, right? You are offering a service or a transformation or a program or a product or whatever it may be. The person on the other end, they are getting something for that and I think this is a really, really important reminder is that you're not just taking, you're exchanging. Moving on from that is remembering that money is just energy. That's all money is. It is energy. It is source. And again, I know I said this earlier, but this is another one where I have previous podcast episodes on. If you really want to go deeper into this, into money mindset specifically, I have podcast episodes around money mindset and around how money is just energy, but remembering that As I said, you're not just this pot of gold at the end of the rainbow where you're taking everyone's money and it stops there. You have bills to pay. Or as your business goes, you get to employ people and you get to pay those people. And those people that you employ and you pay, they then go do things. They buy groceries or they get their hair done or they buy a new pair of shoes or whatever it is. Money doesn't come to you and stay there. It flows through you. It flows through you and the more you earn, the more you have the ability to give back and to be part of that cycle and that flow of money. I think the next one is touching on base. As I said, money is energy and it does flow through you. It doesn't flow to you. It flows through you and reminding yourself of that. And the only thing that you need to work on doing is widening your container and your channel for how much can flow through you. So if you imagine, you know, a tiny little streak, uh, streak, a tiny little creek or stream where the water's just slowly, slowly, slowly trickling through, you can be a little stream or a creek, or you can be a fucking river where there is like waterfalls, the water is flowing and crashing. So really understanding that the how much you open yourself up to being a container and imagine you being the container of water whether you you're the creek or the river that's up to you in doing the amount of money work of how much you think you're worthy of and how much um, you can hold within your container and how much space there is for that money or source or water to flow through you at any given time The other block that comes up for a lot of people is feeling like money makes you greedy. And if you want to be a fucking rich bitch, if you want to make a lot of money, then that makes you greedy or you'll be misunderstood or people won't like you anymore. That is a whole nother podcast episode on itself. But the one thing I will will mention and touch on is remember that money isn't good or bad. It is a neutral resource and all it does is it is an amplifier. What I mean by money being an amplifier is all it does is it exacerbates or exaggerates or reveals or highlights what was already there to begin with. So if you have someone who starts making a lot of money and they're really, really greedy, chances are they were always a greedy person. They always lived in scarcity. They always took money for themselves or held onto things for themselves or had their own best interests. It's just that having the money amplified that. On the other side of that is if you know someone who has a lot of money and they're so generous and they give to charity or they're always the person who tries to buy coffee for their friends or pay for dinner at the table, chances are 
They were always a generous person to begin with and money just amplified that. So really remember that money isn't good or bad. It is neutral and all it does is amplify what's already underneath. Finally, on that note is just making sure that you're getting crystal clear around what your money stories are and where the blocks are. So as I said, do you have a story about money makes you greedy? Maybe you have stories around money is hard to make. Money makes me a bad person. I am bad with money. Really understanding what all of your money stories are and then being able to rewrite them. Okay, moving into a few more tips. First one being invest in support. Oh my God, if I could tell you anything is stop bitching it when it comes to investing and I know firsthand how terrifying it is when I was making shit all money like I think um in my first year of business which is when I was like predominantly a personal trainer and then doing a little bit of online stuff on the side I would have to pull the figures but I'm pretty sure I made like uh $30,000 in a year could have even been less could have been like 26,000 was not making a lot of money so I have definitely been in a point where I was really not making a lot of money, but investing in my first coach, which was $6,000, I remember sitting there and like my palms sweating and like I just was sweating all over and I was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But I wanted confirmation from Oscar, my partner, just that I wasn't being a crazy person. And I remember sitting in the car and I was like, okay, so I had the call with my coach. Like, I really think I want to do this. What do you think? And he's like, if you think it's right, you just have to back yourself. And I remember transferring the money off my phone, like doing the, you know, um, direct debit or whatever it was. And then I remember turning to him and being like, I just fucking did it. Oh my God. And like, the dread, but the excitement and all of the flow of emotions was so fucking real. So I just want you to say, I mean, I just want you to know, I know how scary it is to invest when you're not in a financially abundant place and feeling like it's your lifeline. And if it doesn't work, the world is going to crash down and you're going to fucking die. Because I remember thinking like, if this doesn't work, I am so effed. Because mind you, I didn't even have $6,000 at the time in in my bank account. I'm all I had was $2,000. Um, and I said to this coach, I said, I don't have that money. Can I do in three installments? And he said, yes. So actually it was $5,000 up front. And I said, I didn't have that. Could I pay 2000? And he said, I could do 2000 times three. So obviously being more um, to pay as in installments, but I spent everything I had and put my whole heart and soul on the line. But honestly, every time I've invested, it has quantum leaped me within my business to really get to that next level. Um, and that's, I could go on for this forever, but that's all I'm going to say is invest in someone who's already walked the path that you want to walk and they can save you so much time. And I don't believe there's any things as mistakes, but those little learning curves, you can learn them quicker because someone's already walked the path you're walking. So that's all I'll say. Um, adding on from that is knowing that you don't have to do it all yourself. Um, I really think, you know, outsourcing wherever possible, asking for help where you need it, all of that kind of stuff. Again, that's integrating the feminine into the business, which is being open to receive and being open to ask for help. I was going to talk about some stuff about hiring and things, but I, uh, this podcast already, we've been going for 30 minutes. So I'm going to skip that section and go to something which I think is more important. That is doing the inner work, doing inner self-discovery work and knowing who you are as a person, knowing yourself so fucking deeply that you know what drives you, you know what your core values are, you know what your core drivers are, you know what being 
in alignment feels like, you know what being out of alignment feels like, you know what it feels like when your energy is matched up with an idea, you know, you know what is um, your intuition versus conditioning. And what I mean by that is sometimes within business, when you want to make a decision, something might feel air quotation marks off. And so you think, oh, my intuition is telling me I shouldn't do this, e.g. investing in a coach. Oh my God, my intuition, this feels so off. I don't think I should invest. Sometimes that is your intuition, but sometimes it's also conditioning um, such as fear based off a past experience and your body is conditioned to kind of fight, flight or freeze when it's put in a position to make that decision or have a similar experience again. And so your body's actually just going into fear. Um, you know, and it's really dysregulating your nervous system. So by doing the inner work, you can get to a point where you really deeply understand what the difference between your intuition versus your conditioning is. And that means that you can make many, many, many more aligned decisions when it comes to business. And again, you can get where you want to go quicker. This ties into the same thing, but within that, really making sure you know your why, you know your core drivers, your values, and why you're doing what you're doing, because this is going to help you stay on track and on path when people misunderstand you or doubt you or try to taint your dreams with their energies and their own projections. It's really going to help you stay grounded in who you are, what your mission is, what you value, and why you're doing what you're doing, because Let me tell you, people are going to misunderstand you. People are going to be triggered by you, especially if you start building your confidence, building your business and knowing your worth. That will trigger a lot of people. People will not understand you. They will question your decisions. They will question why you're doing what you're doing. But everything that people think about you is nothing to do with you and is purely a projection of themselves and where they're currently at based off their own fears, their own insecurities, their own past limiting beliefs. And while sometimes they're negative and they're just coming from a purely negative place, sometimes the people's intentions can be really pure. For example, parents, sometimes parents can give us really, really bad advice because the advice is safe advice. But guess what? That's what a parent's supposed to do. A parent is supposed to be there to keep you safe. So Sometimes people are going to give you bad advice just because they're looking out for you and they're afraid and they project that fear onto you. So by knowing your core values, your core drivers and your why and your mission, it's going to help you stay grounded in that reassurance of why you're doing what you're doing and going to help you keep on carrying over and continuing your soul's mission. The last one I want to touch on is fear. Because this can show up in business in so many ways. It is limitless. It can show up in the fear to even start something. It can show up in a fear to pivot. For example, say you are a personal trainer and you want to pivot to an online mindset coach. Or maybe you're a mindset coach and you want to pivot to a business coach. Whatever it is, if you're afraid, it can stop you from pivoting and making a really aligned decision. It can stop you from showing up on your stories. It can stop you from being yourself and being authentic. It can even stop you from taking on clients. I have seen this 
many a times with my own clients who are, you know, trying to run their businesses and stuff and they have so much fear or, um, and what goes in with that is imposter syndrome, the whole, I'm not good enough. Who am I to be a coach? Who am I to do this? Who am I to charge this amount of money? Whatever it is. And so they actually block clients from coming into their container because they don't feel worthy or they don't feel good enough or they're afraid that they'll fuck it up. Guess what? We all fuck it up sometimes. We're all human. But you've got to trust in your ability to reconcile that and to make it better and just trust yourself that you have good intentions and know that you're going to keep showing up as your best day after day, week after week. It's so cliche. So cliche, I'm going to drop a cliche one on you, but remember, fear is often false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. So this is when we have evidence or we think we've got evidence or we've created a narrative or a belief or a thought process around something and we already assume how it's going to play out or what's going to happen if we do the thing based on evidence that we think is real, but it's not. We've just created that narrative. The other thing the fear can often be is a projected memory of a past emotion that wasn't positive. You are using past experience to determine a present or future situation. The past has no, no impact on the future. You know, just because one thing didn't work out, that's that thing doesn't mean it has any impact on this new thing. We just think that it does. We think that this one thing, then everything else we do in the future is going to play out how that other one thing played out. So if you've tried to start a business before and you failed, guess what? You can still start another one. If within your business, you launched a program and it was fucking crickets and no one signed up, guess what? You can still launch a new program. So not letting past experiences dictate what you do. And not letting the fear of what other people think of you and um, all of that kind of stuff get in the way because they're not you. They're not living your life. They don't have necessarily all of the same drivers. They don't have the same values. They don't have the same past experiences. They don't have the same dreams, mission, inspiration, life circumstances. They ain't got shit in relation to what you have. We are all on our own journey and we're all so unique and we all have such a different soul's purpose. And remember, if people are judging you, again, it's not you, it's their own shit. So I think it's really important to let go of what people people think because we do this thing in our life where we don't take responsibility for our own shit. We don't take responsibility for our own projections, for our own healing, for our own decisions. We don't take responsibility for anything we're doing. And then on the flip side to that, we take on responsibility of everyone else's shit. Someone else was an asshole or did something wrong and we think it's our fault. So we really need to understand we've got this so backwards. You need to understand that you need to take responsibility for your shit and that is all. You need to take responsibility for how you show up, the decisions you make, whether you let fear hold you back, whether you let these thoughts, these beliefs, these narratives rule you for the rest of your life or whether you're going to do the work to show up and let them go. 
And you don't need to take responsibility for other people's shit, for their projections of you, for their judgments, for the prices they're charging, for the job they're getting, the qualifications they have. That's their stuff, right? So really just staying in your own lane. And mind you, it is so much easier said than done. And I deeply understand that. And I'm not coming here and talking to you guys as though I'm never triggered and I've got it all worked out and I'm perfect and I don't ever take responsibility for other people's shit. I do. I absolutely do. But the thing is, I don't judge myself for that. I observe it. I analyze it. I give myself space to move through it. And then I move on. I don't let it be the end or the defining factor. And that's the difference between having a fixed versus a growth mindset. So really making sure that if you are going to start your own business, you need to be cut out for air quotation marks failure. The thing is, and why I think that I'm successful and where I am within my business so far is because I don't see failure. I don't see failure. I always see a lesson. I always see a learning curve. I'm like, cool, how can I do this better next time? What is this trying to teach me? What is this trying to show me? What, where was I out of alignment for this launch? Like all of these kind of things. So really understand if you want to have a business and you want to have a successful business, um, because what's the statistic? Something like 80% of businesses fail within the first five years or something whack like that. And I'm not surprised. And I think it's just because so many people come into it with these huge expectations, which is awesome. I'm all for having big ex- expectations, but they come into it with these expectations. And then when something doesn't go how they imagined, they see it as a failure. They see it as an ending, a dead end, as opposed to just flowing through and moving into the next space. And that's where we want to bring in the feminine. When you're too masculine without the feminine integration, we don't have the ability to be flexible, to adapt, to flow, to innovate, to change. We are too rigid. So we want to take that you know, rigid fixed element out and be willing to move with things, whether they are working or not working and knowing they have a deeper why. So I hope that was helpful, um, understanding the difference between balancing those masculine and feminine energies, how money mindset needs to be shown up in your business, making sure you invest in someone who's already walked the path you want to work, do the inner work and deeply discover yourself so that you can be clear on your intuition versus your conditioning. You can make good decisions, have a deep understanding about your why and above all, keep doing the work to show up and to let go of fear. As I said, there will be more episodes coming on more of the strategy and the logic and the marketing and the sales and the all that more masculine stuff. Um, but I don't know whether I'm going to do them in a row or whether I'm going to spread them out. So we'll just wait and see. And it's as much of a surprise to you as it is to me. But again, as I said, I hope you enjoyed. If you have any further questions or there's anything else you want to see in more of this series, let me know. And other than that, I'll see you guys in the next episode.